Here on the One Bet podcast with my partner in crime, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Miles V. Miles, how the hell are you, buddy? Hi, I'm Miles. Maybe you've heard of me. One is finally upon us. I am excited on a level somewhere between Navin Johnson discovering the phone book. The new phone book's here. The new phone book's here. And Dale and Brennan becoming best friends. Best friends. Yep. I this I can't wait to this Thursday, September seventh. We have a Thursday night game tonight. It's my wife's birthday today. This is very very exciting for me. I am excited as well. Happy birthday, Mary. Like we have slogged through this preseason. You and I have watched a lot of mediocre football. We've gone back and forth and we have made it to the promised land because we are making some real bets today. And let me just remind our old viewers, our new viewers, what's going to happen in a few minutes is that Miles and I are going to reach deep into our wallets. We're going to give ourselves $1,000, and we're going to make at least three. Actually, we're both making three bets today on the NFL games this weekend. Each bet needs to be at least $100, and we have to make at least those three bets. And we have to use all of that $1,000, and we're going to keep track of how we do all year. And at the end of the year, at the end of this season, one of us will be attending an NFL playoff game courtesy of the loser I can't wait. There's so many great storylines. It is just crazy. We've been talking about it. I've drafted so many things. I got a fantasy draft. I've got a DraftKings lineup. I have these bets. I feel like I'm rooting for every player and every team this week, don't you? Yeah. I haven't done DraftKings yet, but yes, I'm going to be doing that as well. I too, with my fantasy team, you know, yeah. the last three weeks, you and I have talked about the teams we like this year and who we think are going to be playoff bound. Uh, who we like in the Super Bowl, and I'm seeing more and more content out there with people making their picks. And look, a lot of people feel the way we do about the teams that we like. Yeah, Uh, and a few things happened of note uh, in the last week or so as teams came out of spring training. We have an injury with uh, Travis Kelsey that is making people nervous. And I don't know, it actually pushed him to round two of my fantasy draft. So I got him in round two. So it might be a little bit of a blessing in disguise for me. But the line moved like a point and a half on that game. I think uh, we're not betting the game will have been yesterday because we're not betting the Thursday night game. But I think it moved like a point and a half on his injury. Maybe on his injury overall, at least from the last week or so, it went from KC minus seven to KC minus four and a half. Oh, wow. But look, last week on our podcast, I mentioned, you know, I drafted him in the first round of my fantasy draft. That's something that I never do. And of course... Um, rewarded by this hyperextended knee before he even made a catch. (laughs) This is what happens. I can't have nice things. Whenever I go against my traditional strategy of taking a running back or taking the best receiver, this is what happens, and I'm going to learn again, and I'm going to go back to being what I normally do, and 
you know, the boring, let's just take the next best uh, receiver or running back. Well, I will tell you, as a long-suffering Charger fan, something like that happening, I didn't even blink. I'm like, of course, you know, the the great tight end that I got is potentially out for a little bit. Because that's, that's, I've just been, a, I'm a whipped dog when it comes to football. I'm just used to bad things happening over and over again. I'm just cowering in the corner, you know, staying away from the Charger game. The, you know, they're minus three favorites at home against Miami. Should they win the game? Yeah. Would I ever bet the Chargers early in the season to cover as a home favorite? Hell no, because they always come, you know, crawling slowly out of the gate. Um, we'll see. Yeah, well, what's interesting to me is that it hasn't been decided yet whether Kelsey's playing. Apparently, he's going to test the knee out today before, you know, the game, and, and he will be an actual game time decision, although I really hope we get news well ahead of the game, just so I know whether to keep him in my starting lineup. Uh, you know, as we said, the game will have been played by the time this podcast is dropped. So we're not betting on this game. We're not betting on any Thursday games for that matter, because our, our podcast will drop every Friday. So, um, but if you're following along and listening, I, I hope, I hope that Travis Kelsey gets in there. Yeah. Miles, what else is going on this week? Anything uh, catch your attention? Well, besides that uh, airline flight that had to get rerouted back from Atlanta to... Uh, oh, did you see the footage of that aisle way? And you're just envisioning that poor passenger running up the aisle, just leaving a trip. Oh, that is one big pile of shit. I, I, I gagged just looking at that video. I, I can't even imagine. I don't even understand. Did he just give up and just like, screw it. I'm going to just shit my pants. I don't care. I'm going to ruin these this pair of jeans. What happened? I think he was thinking he was trying to make it to the bathroom and just didn't make it. I, I, as I understand it, they, you know, turned the plane around and came back. And then eight hours later, everybody reboarded, including that passenger, which to me, like, are you wearing just like a, a, a like an old uh, Tampa Bay bag, a uh, paper bag on your head of shame with tears coming down in front? I, I don't know how you face your fellow passengers for five or six hours after that. I don't know how you get back on that same plane. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd be like, all right, we're spending the night in Atlanta and we're getting on a new airline. I'm taking a rowboat across. I, I'm not uh, facing people again. Yeah, that, that was that was a really harsh one. By the way, it, it wasn't me. I just want to be clear. I wasn't anywhere near Atlanta. Well, that's good to hear. It was not me either, uh, but oof, that, that was a rough one. I was just looking at the schedule, just changing course a little bit. The schedule makers for the NFL week one have just jumped into the deep end and pulled us all, you know, with them. There are eight divisional games in week one, Yeah, Carolina, Atlanta, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Indiana, Green Bay, Chicago, Raiders, Denver, Rams, Seattle, Dallas Giants, and Buffalo Jets. What a weekend of football it is going to be. Yeah. Those divisional games. And a lot of those are rivalries, uh, rivalry games. Huge. Uh, those are going to be, tough and they're usually tight and to have them week one when you just have no body of work for the season to evaluate it's it's going to be I, I don't know if, if this if the same trends from from years past are going to hold or if this is a, a whole new ball of wax but I don't like it uh, I was hoping for some of these games to be played later on in the season once I get a feel for who's doing what but to come out of the box with this this is a tough one. Well, that is a great segue. Should we get right into making some bets? What do you think? Let's take a look at week one and let's get some bets uh, on the record. 
Well, before we do, I want to uh-huh. talk about something that's not making news. It's something that I referenced on our Twitter account or our X account, which you can find at Wannabet Podcast. And that was, I saw something that Saquon Barkley tweeted over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And apparently no one's saying anything about it. And maybe I'm being overly sensitive or my mind's in a dirty place. But did you see what Saquon said? What, what did he say? He said... I really don't understand how you can come to a Penn State game and not want to come. Now, I think he's saying not want to come in like a sexual reference. That's kind of how I interpret it. Do you see that too? I mean, am I the only one? Not want to come? Yeah, and particularly when it's Penn State where there was a lot of uh, impropriety in the past there. That's uh, that's one that deserves a second look. You mean like horseplay? Yeah, how do you say that when Jerry Sandusky, I think that's a little insensitive. Yeah, I think those guys didn't want to come and they didn't want the horseplay and it did not end well for them. Yeah, I think Saquon needs, you know, he needs someone like Donald Trump who's going to vet his tweets and really make sure that they're, you know, respectable and proper before they go out to the world, don't you think? I don't know. I I don't know if I'm being, look, I'm one to make off-color jokes that just don't land. Hey, you want to make $14 the hard way? This one didn't land for me, you know? (laughs) There's a lot of ways he could have said this in in a more positive spin, and it's not like he's one of those wide receivers that, you know, is an outspoken jag off but i don't know <laughs> well we will be monitoring saquon barkley's twitter for the rest of the year uh to be uh to be on top of him let's make some bets i want to do this we've been we've been we've been talking about it for months and and i'm just raring to go so miles you've pulled a thousand dollars out of your wallet let's talk about the first bet that you've got in your arsenal all right, I, I will, David. But before I do, I want to recap a little bit for people that might have been listening with us for the last year to some of our new listeners. Mm-hmm. If you were with us last year, you'll remember that I might have had tremendous success in picking games, right? It didn't start out great, but once I started to figure things out, things started to click for me. So it was like maybe week four. Uh, that I kind of figured it out. And week four through week 14, I actually won money. So 11 weeks in a row, positive cash flow. Uh, And this is in large part because I adopted a theory when it comes to sports betting, at least for last season. And I want to talk a little bit about that because it's going to shape my bets for this week. So is that cool if we go over rule number one? Please, absolutely. I was yes. It, it needs to be brought up. It needs to be uh, reinforced because it really took you to the promised land last year. Last year it did, and I, you know, I had oh, like sixty-one percent of my bets came in, and I, you know, I won money. And so, rule number one, and this is something that I noticed, which was stop betting against the home underdogs. So the first few weeks of the season, I kept selecting teams that I thought were good, but they were on the road against lesser teams. And what kept happening, the home underdog would either cover the spread or they'd actually win outright. And Mm -hmm. at the time, I thought, well, picking these favorites is obvious, but results were horrible. So I decided, let's just eliminate these games from my betting menu and not focus on them. And I say that because I'm looking at this week and you've got a lot of games that look juicy, right? You've got the Bengals who are on the road against the Browns. You've got the Jaguars against the Colts. You've got the Eagles and the Patriots, Cowboys over the Giants. All of these favorites 
you know, the Bengals, Jaguars, Eagles, Cowboys, these are all playoff teams this year. But I'm not taking them in this spot. Not yet. Not until I see some football. So right. sticking with rule number one, it's don't even include these games into the mix. But I did kind of hone rule number one over time. And after a couple of weeks, I amended it to include a rule 1A, which is trust your instincts and actually bet on the home dog. So it's a minor nuance. You know, one is just don't bet the game at all. But the second is, if you're going to look at the game, at least bet the dog. I'm not ready to bet the dog this week, just letting you know, spoiler alert, but I am avoiding all of those games. So with that in mind, um, let's get into this week's bets. Yeah. Start us out. Who do you love? So my first bet is Seattle minus five and a half against the Rams, and I'm putting 440 to win 400. Okay. So last year, Seattle was a surprise team. Most people didn't see coming. Uh, Geno Smith was comeback player of the year. Seattle found ways to win. It was pretty impressive. And last year, the Rams were a surprise team that most people didn't see coming. They just won the Super Bowl. They couldn't feel the competitive team, and they actually looked horrible. So, you know, the Rams had their share of injuries. I get that. Uh, Cooper Cup was out for a lot of the season, and guess what? Uh, Cooper Cup is going to be out for for week one. So I'm not seeing Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, Tutu Atwell, and Ben Skarnick really as offensive threats, especially against Seattle at home with their 12th man. Um, we've heard earlier that Stafford isn't, uh, you know, connecting with his teammates. He's not finding – he's finding things difficult. Uh, I don't see that improving. Seattle, I think this year, is actually better than last year. They added some pieces. I don't know if it's clear if Jackson Smith and Jigma is going to play, but TK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are both very high-quality wide receivers. I don't know how L.A. is going to score. So I think Seattle being favored by you know, less than a touchdown um, is going to be my best bet of the week. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Seattle at minus five and a half. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And all the logic is there. And I certainly agree with you that the skill players on Seattle um, are just better than the skill players, particularly without Cooper Cup for the Rams. I'm a little nervous uh, for Seattle that Jamal Adams is out. Uh, Great safety. Certainly one of the Lynchpins in their defense is not going to be playing. He's still coming back from a, like a quad injury, I believe. The only thing that makes me nervous on this is five and a half points. Just a lot of points. It's a divisional game, as we pointed out. These divisional games do tend to end up being closer than sometimes you think they're going to be. Uh, and I will admit, taking a step back to Geno Smith, it took me a long time if I ever really got on the Geno Smith bandwagon. I kind of thought he was smoking mirrors and a career backup who was punching above his weight last year, but he really, you know, he stepped up uh, and he's the guy in Seattle. So tough road game for the Rams to go into Seattle. We've talked about it earlier. They played horrifically all preseason. I I know it's preseason, but even in the annals of preseason games, they played horrifically. Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you win this bet. Look, there's not a lot of expectations out of the Rams this year. I think uh, no one's expecting them to come out of the NFC West. I think Seattle at home, 
with just their experience and their skill position players, I'm hoping can can just play to their capabilities and uh, and finish off the Rams. That's my thinking anyway. I like it. So Miles has put down 440 of his thousand. And just as a little betting reminder, uh, these games are uh, you know minus 110 uh, in a betting book in BetMGM, which is what we use, which means for every $110 that Miles bets, he gets a return of $100. That's why he has to bet 440 to win 400. Okay, let's take a look at my big bet of the week. And you know, as we've talked about, despite everything that we say in preseason, we don't really know how some of these teams are going to be now that the games count, right? You know, every team is all hyped to the gills. They're bigger, they're faster, whatever. They're all convinced they're going to make it deep into the playoffs. And the fact is, is that some of these teams are going to overperform. Some are going to underperform. You know, uh, they're going to shit the bed coming out of the out of the gate. But here's something that we do know. This is a cold, hard fact. There are three maybe four, we'll talk about that in a second, three, maybe four rookie quarterbacks who are starting their first games in the NFL. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and Chris Trout, they are definitely starting. Two of those three are starting on the road, Stroud and Young. They're opening up on the road. Now, the Texans, Stroud, they're a 10-point underdog against the Ravens. That is a lot of points. It's too many points. I'm not taking that game. As I've talked about, the Ravens are one of the teams that I have question marks about because they just have so many players who didn't really play full seasons last year. Now, the other game, though, Carolina on the road against Atlanta. I love this game. I've been on this game since the Lions first came out a few weeks ago. Falcons are the favorite. They are minus three and a half at home against the Panthers. Now, let's be honest. Falcons quarterback Desmond Ritter, he's not exactly a grizzled veteran. He started the final three games of the season last year. And he was shaky in his first start last year, much better than the last two starts. But he's had a whole year now, and the Falcons see something in this guy. And what I really love, in addition to his upside, are the pieces that Arthur Smith and this staff have put around him. Bijan Robinson, top 10 draft pick. They had Tyler Algier already. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They have some really solid, young skill players around him. And I don't think Ritter has to win this game. He needs to manage this game. He's got to avoid turnovers. He's got to get the ball to his playmakers. And on the other side, Bryce Young, as we've talked about, starting his first NFL game and preseason was moving very, very fast for him. He definitely looked like a deer in headlights, finishes preseason 14 of 24, 129 yards, a touchdown. That's really, you know, mediocre, barely nine yards of completion. And let's face it, this team isn't just a new quarterback. They have a brand new head coach, and they've put together an entire new lineup of skill players. They've got Miles Sanders from the Eagles. They've got Adam Thielen from the Vikings, DJ Chark from the Lions, Hayden Hurst from the Bengals. It is a complete new group of people that's going to take some time to get together and work it out and figure it out. So you put all this together. You've got a new quarterback on the road. You've got a, a young, hungry team who I've picked to make the playoffs. Do I wish it was three and a half instead of three points? Yeah, of course. But I've got the Falcons winning the South. I've got them winning this game. I have them covering. They start 1-0. Oh. 
440 to win 400. Yeah, I have them at three and a half. You mean you, you wish they were three instead of three and a half, I think is what you meant. Yes, whatever I said, uh, just go with what Miles said. They are at three and a half. I wish it was three points. That's what I meant to say. No, that's really my biggest comment here is you know that I like Atlanta as well. I was looking at them this week as being one of my potential bets that the half point is, just makes me nervous. And it's not to say I can't buy it down. You'll see in my next bet, I am buying a half a point. But yeah, this is another one of those divisional games on paper. It really seems like Atlanta is the better team. Uh, I, I probably will uh, will maybe tease this or do something with this because I do think Atlanta ultimately is going to win, and that's who I have representing the NFC South. But um, no, I think you're right on this one. Hopefully... Desmond Ritter doesn't manage this game into just a field goal, and then he actually wins by. Don't you know, don't be jinxing my bet, Miles. They are going to cover easily. You just bet a five and a half point spread. You're, you're all up at arms about my half point. This game is in the bag. Listen, <laughs> I don't know that there's anything major between three and a half and five and a half. You know the, uh, the, the scoring wise, not really. <laughs> the, the marquee numbers are three and seven. You know, so. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I, I I hope you're right because I actually, you know, I put money down on Atlanta to win the division, and so that would be a nice uh, addition to uh, to start that bet off well. Well, like I said, when these lines first came out a few weeks ago, this was the game. This was the bet that jumped out at me as something that I wanted to be on with all the factors that were at play. Okay. Well, I think we need to take time for a quick commercial break before we get back to our next pick. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back with two more bets each when we come back on Wanna Bet. All right, we are back with the Wanna Bet podcast. David Schiff here with Miles V. We've just made our first bets uh, for the upcoming week one. Miles, let's talk about your second bet. Who are you looking at? Who do you like? What's going on in that crazy mind of yours? This crazy mind is actually putting money on the Washington Commanders. Praise be and may the Lord open. Um, they're favored by seven against Arizona. I'm, I'm going to buy this buy the spread down to six and a half mm-hmm. just in case they win by a touch. So that's going to be at minus 135. So I'm actually betting 405 to win 300. So not the greatest odds, but I do feel good about this uh, this game. Look, Washington is not expected to do that well this year. No one's picking them to win the division. No one's picking them to, to make the playoffs even. The only talk really about Washington this year is now that Snyder's gone, they're thinking about changing their name again. So we've gone from Redskins to the football team to the commanders. I don't even know what's next. Call them whatever you want. I call them irrelevant this year. But they are playing at home against the Arizona Cardinals, and that's a team picked to win somewhere between three to four games all year. They are horrible, and they're without Kyler Murray, and they're starting Joshua Dobbs, who I had to look up to even know who he is, and even after I looked him up, I still don't remember a thing about him. So, (laughs) I don't know. Washington, they're excited about Sam Howell. They've got some competent receivers. I really like Dotson. I think he's poised to become, you know, one of the breakout receivers in the league. The line, you know, is at seven, which I said is troubling. So that's why I'm buying it down. Uh, you know, I, I don't love it, um, but 
here's what I'm thinking. If if they did win at seven and I tie and I tied and pushed, I'd be mad at myself. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see if it's the right thing to do to buy it down yeah. in a competition like this. It may not be the smart thing, but I have no confidence whatsoever in Arizona. And I think week after week they're gonna be an underdog. Uh, No question about it. And I was a little quiet there because I got some things to say about this game because it is also my second bet. However, I am not looking at the spread because that was just a little too much for me. And yes, I think you're smart to buy down a half a point. But I am looking at the over-under because I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. And let's take a quick step back. So right now, 31 of the 32 teams in the NFL have announced their starting quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals have not officially announced their starting quarterback. Jonathan Gannon, the the coach, has not said who it's going to be. It is very much likely going to be Josh Dobbs. You're right. Josh Dobbs was traded for two weeks ago. Josh Dobbs has completed a grand total of 50 passes for 456 yards in the six years that he was drafted. I don't even remember him playing in college. I have no idea where he played in college. He just sort of has been. He played at Tennessee, but I I have no recollection of him whatsoever. There's two entire years on his stat list where he was a DNP. Wasn't even really on a team playing. Now, if he's not the starting quarterback, it is Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon, rookie quarterback out of Houston. So this is what Jonathan Gannon's working with. Uh, Are they tanking for a top draft pick? Next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of our bets this year ongoing is going to be the, oh yeah, and whoever Arizona is playing. It's going to be hard to believe they're really ever going to be a favorite this year. The only thing that's going to stop us from all of these you know, Arizona bets are the spreads, which I imagine will just get bigger. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. He's gone. They are truly a mess in a bad division. So... Why did that lead me to the under? I just think that they are going to have a hell of a time scoring points. I don't think that Carolina will score more than 10 points in this game. Now, as you mentioned, they are playing the Commanders. Commanders have their own young quarterback, Sam Howell. He started one game last year. Thank you, Dan Steiner. Uh, Sam Howell will be the seventh different starting quarterback for the Commanders in the last seven years. What a fantastic organization. Um, like you said, are they going to be great? Absolutely not. They do have a good defense though. So I think that the commander defense really shows up by my math. If Arizona does not score more than 10 points, which I don't think they will, the commanders can score 27 points and I can still hit my under of 38. So I really think this is going to be a low scoring affair. I am betting 330 to win 300 on the Final score in this game being under 38 points. I think it's going to be about 17 or 20, 20 or 17 uh, commanders, Arizona seven. That's how I think it's going to go down. Well, then this is a bet we both can win. And I think we both are seeing some trend here in that Arizona is going to be hard pressed to score. So fine by me. I don't want Arizona to score. I do hope that the commanders are able to put together some form of offense. You know, Ron Rivera, like when they call him like uh, Riverboat Ron, uh, hopefully he won't uh, outsmart himself and, uh, and not make that cover. I hope you're right. It really should be an easy win for the commanders. They don't need to do too much. Just play solid defense, score a couple times, 
we should both win this bet. That would be nice. Well, that brings us to bet number three, Miles. What are you going to do with the remaining pocket change in your wallet? Right. And I don't have much left because I had to buy down that point. But it's week one. I'm, I'm, my trend here is I'm taking a lot of home favorites and I'm laying a lot of points. Yeah, that's, that's uncharacteristic of you. You're right. Without seeing some of these teams in action, I'm banking on the home field advantage. I'm banking on fans being as crazy and excited about football as we are. So I'm really hoping that that is more than the traditional three points they might give a home team. Um, I'm taking Minnesota minus six against Tampa Bay. Now, we talked a little bit about Minnesota last week and how they were 11-0 and in one-score games last year and that statistically that'll never happen again. And we also talked a little bit about how poor their defense was last year. And statistically, I don't think that can happen again either. But why, you ask? Well, Minnesota went out and hired a defensive coordinator in Brian Flores. And that is a huge upgrade. Okay, Flores, he was the head coach of the Dolphins for three years, two of which were winning seasons for the Dolphins before he got thrown under the bus and fired. Uh, Last year, he was with um, a defensive coach with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh had another winning year in large part because of their defense. So, you know, between adding him and the Vikings addressing some of their personnel issues on defense, they ended up adding another three or so starters from other teams to their defense, coupled with they have a couple of second-year players and maybe even a rookie that are good enough to start this year I think this is a much different roster on defense. So it might not be the purple people eaters of old, but it's not going to be porous as it was last year. So I like them to win the division. I like them at home. I like them against a Tampa Bay team that's not expected to do much this year as they now have Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, into the mix. Yeah. No question. Evans and Godwin are good players. We'll see if five foot ten and a half Baker Mayfield can get him the ball. I don't know. Uh, Minnesota's offense, I think, is going to be as good this year as they were last year, having added uh, Jordan Addison to the mix. Um, you know, we already know that Jefferson is as a stud receiver as can be. I'm get, becoming more and more comfortable with you like that, Kirk Cousins. So. <laughs> It's my lowest monetary amount of bet for the for the week. I have to bet $155 to win $141. That's what I'm looking at. I know six is kind of a lot of points, but you know we're hoping that Minnesota comes out of the box strong. So you are comfortable with uh, Kirk Cousins at quarterback? I am. In fact, I picked him as my fantasy quarterback. So... It's possible that I may change gears mid-year, but uh, you know, if you're not going to get one of the elite quarterbacks, I, I like his experience and uh, I like the weapons that he has. Yeah, you know, T.J. Hawkinson signed a huge deal at tight end, which is a great target. He only had him, I think, for partial last year, and then, uh, like I said, Jefferson probably he's going to lead the league in receptions and. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, on offense, they certainly they lost a couple pieces with Thielen and Dalvin Cook, and they got a new couple of new pieces with uh, you know with Addison and Hawkinson in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, for this bet, totally get it. You know, Minnesota they were 13 and four last year. Kirk Cousins always been a little bit of a question mark for me every year. You know, he's now just 
36 and has that reputation of doesn't win the big game. This wouldn't be considered a big game. Uh, I am a little surprised with you, Miles. You're betting some really big spreads. You've talked about it, but boy, five and a half, six, seven. This is a whole new Miles V coming out of the gate. I like it. It's it's week one. I'm not betting against the home dogs. I'm basically taking the home favorites at least this week. You know, let's see how it, let's see how it plays out. All right, so Miles likes Minnesota to cover at home over Tampa Bay. That's his $1,000. Let's take a look at my final bet of the week. I've got $230 left to spend. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to be a little bit bold. Bold results require bold bets. So here, Miles V is my first bold bet of the season. I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line at home to beat the San Francisco 49ers outright. Taking the home dog. You're taking the home dog here. I really like this bet. Now, the money line is plus 115. So my 230 is going to return 265. And let's let's do a little bit of math here. And, and Miles will tell you, there is nothing I like better than sitting around and doing a little bit of math just to sort of compare the different bets that I could be making. So the spread on this game is two and a half points. Uh, I think it was plus two yesterday. Nick Bosa signed his new deal. He will be playing, although he had no training camp preparation. And yes, I am still making this bet. So let's go back to the math. I can take the Steelers at plus two and a half at home. And with the points, my 230 would return 209. But two and a half points doesn't really get me anything. Either does two points. The Steelers lose by a field goal, and I still lose my bet. Now, betting the money line means I'm betting them straight up to win the game. And by making that bet, I get a better return on my money because they're the underdog. So at 115, I bet 230, and that gives me back 265. Now, do I wish Bosa weren't playing? Sure, but he hasn't practiced or played all training camp. Like I said, look, the guy's a stud. I get it. But I really like the pieces that the Steelers have put in place. Pickett and Pickens had a great camp. We talked about it before. They both played all three games and had really incredible results. I know it's preseason. They've got Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth. Really no weak spots, and credit to the Steelers, who are always a solid organization, always tough. It's always a tough place to play. Tomlin will have this team prepared. I have some questions about Brock, Brock Purdy, if he's really back you know, from the bicep injury. I think the 49ers come into Pittsburgh, and they get punched in the mouth, and the Steelers win this bet. Well, you're not the only one that feels that way. And I'm not saying I do, because I actually don't, but I am seeing the public the the public the public is all over this the public likes this home dog more than any of the other home dogs uh maybe maybe not as much as the jets over uh over buffalo but but in the, in the same you know sentence anyway um i'm seeing a lot of commentary with people taking pittsburgh citing a lot of the reasons you are that they're a playoff team that it's you know uh it's mike tomlin and that they are going to come out and punch him in the mouth I, if you recall, have San Francisco going to the Super Bowl. And so I do think that, you know, in order to achieve that goal, they need to, you know, start the season at the right, uh, at the right tempo. I, uh, I like that you're, that you're following rule one and one A. I think that's cool. 
and I'm I'm anxious to see how this one turns out in light of that theory. Um, I wasn't I wasn't going to do it this week, so I'm not I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> but I don't you know, I like I like yeah. your your gamble. You know, it's like you're 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 pulling a a Joel from Risky Business. Like I said, you got to be a little bit bold in order to, uh, you know, to put some money in the bank. You got to reach every now and then, you know, for a money line bet that you feel strongly about. Well, here's the thing. You know, most of the time when you're betting at minus 110, you're betting $1,000 to win 910. You're betting $1,000 to win, you know, 965. So you're actually going to get a bigger return by doing it this way yeah because i bought down the seven to six to six and a half you know i i'm already at a loss like the most i can win is maybe you know 800 and change mm-hmm. so yeah you uh if your games come in even if we both go three and oh you're still going to have a substantial advantage over me well it might be the only time this season i have a substantial advantage over you um, but that's why they play the games, and those are our bets. Miles, you want to recap your bets quickly, and then we'll uh, sign on out? Sure. So my big bet is going to be Seattle minus 5.5 over the Rams. This is in part because I think Seattle's a good team, and I have no confidence in the Rams. I then took the Commanders against the uh, Cardinals. This is in larger part because I don't think the Cardinals are going to be any good at all this year. And I'm pretty much, without seeing a big body of work, thinking, let's bet against the Cardinals. And then lastly, I bet the Vikings uh, against uh, Tampa Bay. And this is me showing my support for what I think is going to be a good Vikings team this year. All right, and my bets are as follows. My big bet was uh, Atlanta minus three and a half at home over Carolina. I bet 440 to win 400. I think uh, on the road is just going to be too much for Bryce Young, a rookie coming out of the gate, and I think Atlanta takes that game. I am also on the Arizona-Washington game, but I am not on the spread. I'm on the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair with uh, Arizona really struggling to put up points. So I bet 330 to win 300 on the final score being under 38 points total. And my final bet is on the money line, Pittsburgh at minus 115, betting 230 to win 265 to beat the 49ers outright at home in week one. It looks like we both like five of the six home teams. So it's it's kind of about home team advantage right now, or at least until we, we see how things kind of shake out. Well, we will be back next Friday, and we will recap these bets. We're going to tally week one. We'll declare a winner. And more importantly, Miles, we will have a little bit of a blueprint of how these act, these teams are actually playing and who's lived up to the hype, who's not lived up to the hype, what players show up, what players crap the bed, or in this case, crap the plane to Barcelona, whatever it is. Oof. But so much more uh, knowledge, so many great games. Uh, I hope the... Uh, Chiefs Detroit game was a barn burner yesterday. I don't know. I can't wait for it tonight in my world because it's Thursday morning. Yeah, and I do want to say uh, I'm loving the engagement we're getting. I'm hearing a lot from our listeners, and it'd be great to see you and your picks by going to Twitter at Bet Podcast and tell us who you like. Uh, you know, last year we asked our players to play with us, and we had several players like. 
Donnie Wheels and Bill Kuklanis and RJ and Dave Siegel, they would all put in their bets and kind of see, can you beat us? Can you have a better season than we did? Turns out that we did do the best out of everyone, or at least one of us did the best out of everyone. And like to see it happen again. I want to see the participation. And so if you're new to the pod or if you didn't do it last year, get yourself a Twitter account and post your picks and make sure you include us in the mix. Let us know your thoughts and uh, and we'll be keeping keeping track. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, everybody, that is it for the first real week one of the Wanna Bet podcast. We'll be posting these picks online. Uh, you know, as Miles said, throw it out there. See if you can beat us. Track your uh, results for the year. We'll be doing it all season long. Miles, what do you got to say? Love your body, Larry. Love it. Absolutely. Peace out, everybody. Take care. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.